<laughs> um what i'm gonna put music okay but you could whatever, whatever, whatever. okay are, are, you, you're, you're are we starting right now yeah oh shit okay i thought you were just fucking clapping for the fucking clapping <laughs> okay hey oh do i need to introduce myself or am i okay i think everybody you, should yeah, know you, well you're gonna have like new loose listeners all the time, so it would be good to introduce yourself. Ah, new people, yes. New meat, fresh meat. <laughs> fresh skin to tattoo. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Nashi. Um, I'm a tattoo artist and nasty tattoos. I'm also a fighter at Strike Fitness, and I am a mental health advocate. I have what's called schizoaffective disorder. And I actually talked to my therapist this week and everything about the whole podcast thing, and I'm really excited because she seems really excited for it too. So hopefully, there'll be more about that in the future. Regina, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> um so i guess kind of going out into the my week i guess i want to preface this by saying mentally and everything like that's been kind of a hard week but it's okay because that's stressful and that has to do with the whole week it's been a very long week i had worked i think about like two and a half weeks straight without a day off and so by the by fucking thursday bro i was fucking done but But, by by the by working like you're not working all those hours right yeah, do you, like do you so count like, do you like, count the hours? Like seven hours a day. Do you count the hours you're not tattooing? Huh? Do you count the hours? I mean, yeah, because usually I'm working on like a stencil or something, Damn, drawing. Crazy. Yeah, and I'm I'm always drawing, and if there's like if there's no tattoos that I'm working on at the moment, or, or there's like piercings, or I'm helping to clean, or I'm drawing out shit, practicing lettering, it's never really stopping, and it's always there's more to learn in art working or anything like that. So I'm not actually tattooing and anything. There's something more I can do. And it's like, oh, Nosh, go draw a rose. Go draw a skull. It's like one of the things that guys used to throw me a lot when I first started. There was like an apprentice. was, okay, I want you to draw me a skull. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go draw a skull. And then they would tell me what I could fix in it or anything. Like, oh, you know, the proportions on this are a little bit off. You know, they try doing it this angle. Try doing this to it. Um, your rose looks like it has kind of like fucking a whole cabbage shit going on. It got too many fucking petals. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it gives me something new to work on. So when I'm not tattooing, that's what I'm doing. So the majority of the time at the shopping area, there's always something busy. It's always busy. Except for like today. Today was kind of quiet because it was a Super Bowl. But that's to be expected though. Because fucking, I don't know, it's like football shit. But even today, I still caught a couple walk-ins. So that's fun. But uh, Monday, Monday was really cool because I had actually a harder tattoo. I didn't want to tell them that it was fucking hard, but it was a hard one for me. It was um, a 3D style tattoo where it's like you have the red and the blue lines and everything like that. And the whole point is to be able to put on the glasses and be able to see it come out of the skin. Now that is really cool optical illusion. And I want to learn how to do more about that. But at the same time, I have my stencil out here and everything like that. There's all these different fucking lines. You shade this, you do that. And in tattooing, there's like a certain order that you do things like color because otherwise you can stain it and shit, fuck it up, make it so it doesn't actually end up as bright and as vibrant as you want it to be. And so here I am going through and doing my shit and my stencil comes off halfway through. I don't even have half the fucking lines down. I'm like, shit, what the fuck do I need to do? And I'm trying to keep my cool the whole time and, you know, do the tattoo to the best of my abilities. I ended up re-putting the stencil on him all over again during halfway through the tattoo to just kind of get that last bottom part he got on the inside of his arm here. So I ended up reapplying the stencil and having to work with it. But it ended up actually really cool. But just tattoos like that are stressful, man. They're fucking stressful. And I don't want to tell them to their face that it's stressful because it's like I want them to have confidence in me. You know, I'm a tattoo artist. They're trusting me. And so it's you can't show that you're worried about it or that you fucked up because you're going to fuck up a lot. <laughs> you're going to fuck up a lot in your tattoo career. And that's normal. It's part of art. So you just got to find a way how to work with it. So that was pretty much Monday. I did that. I did a knife on the leg, which is really cool too. Her, I think her sister had drawn it for her. So that's really another kind of cool thing that I do in tattoos that if somebody brings in something personal to them, if it's, you know, a loved one's handwriting, I've done, you know, I love yous or, you know, names and stuff like that um, on them from other people. I've drawn drawings from other people on them. Like I did um, a port, like, I don't know, like a portrait. It's like these little like doodles that somebody had, her grandma had done and everything of her and her grandma in a pew at going to church and everything she'd gotten on her chest. It was really cool and sentimental to her. Or I do like a knife that, you know, this girl, she had her sister draw 10 minutes before her appointment. And so it's kind of weird if people choose to get on them. That was pretty much Monday. Some, at some point during the week, it just kind of all goes into a blur. But I do remember a couple little things. There was this whole instance where I wasn't the artist who did this, but it's a really cool story, and I want to share it, that um, 
what happened is that these girls came in, right? And they're like, oh, we want a free tattoo. This is my understanding. They were like, oh, we want a free tattoo. And the artist, Ricardo, he was all like, okay, you guys are going to get a free tattoo, but, you know, you're going to kind of get what I want, you know, to do. And so they ended up doing a camel, like a silhouette of a camel on their toe. So it's a camel toe. <laughs> and it was really funny. And the girls, they, think, they seemed like they had a good sense of humor about it. And he had a lot of fun with it, I think. And just kind of like now we need to get a dude who wants to get a moose on his knuckle and just kind of have a whole kind of party and shit like that. It'd be cool. But I love little tattoos like that that people have lightheartedness with, you know, that people can play with. It's fun. So other than that, I did um, some anime eyes. I love doing anime tattoos. They're really fun. I get to actually like relax and play with them. And because that's my art style a lot of the time. It's more like animated. It's more, you know, cartoony anime type of shit. And so it's like I get excited to do shit like that. And there's just something to be able to relax on. I want to do more of it. So if you guys are looking for an anime artist, hit me up for that. Um, yeah, other than that, this whole week just full of, like, you know, busy tattoos, busy shit, man. You had you had somebody notice you from, from Instagram, right? Yeah, actually, it's kind of really weird. I find it really weird when people fucking, they go like, oh, yeah, you know, I go like, I go into go on host up introducing myself, like, hey, you know, I'm blah, 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 blah. They go like, yeah, I know. I, I know you from Instagram. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> or, they, or they come from out of town and they're like, hey, yeah, I, I follow your work on there. And I'm like, you live like two hours away. <laughs> and it, it's just kind of weird to have somebody recognize you and go like, hey, yeah, no, I want you to do my work. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, that's cool. You know, fucking here I am thinking that it's like, you know, I'm doing little bullshit and everything like that. But no, somebody came from two hours away to get shit done. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I respect that. And I thank you for that kind of thing. You know, it's really, it's motivating as an artist to have somebody come to you from so far away to get some shit done. You know, it just makes you feel good. And yeah. yeah w w you said that the, the Ricardo or uh, somebody mm -hmm. <laughs> did the, actually, you, you said that he did the camel toe one, right? Yeah, Ricardo did that one. What's the craziest you think, like, what do you think you, ta like, craziest tattoo you did? That didn't I've you, done? Yeah, you, didn't you say that about the, remember the joke that you never got until, like, the last minute? Oh, yeah. It was a Friday the 13th special and hearing this girl. She came, she comes in and everything, and she's like, I want the word bad, and I want it in cursive, and I want to put it on my ass cheek. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, and everything. So I go through it, I do the tattoo, and it's like a half an hour after the fucking tattoo. I go like, wait a minute. Oh shit, oh shit, bad ass. She means bad ass on her ass. And it took me forever to get that. I'm like, why did, why did it take me so long? It was literally like a half an hour after the fucking tattoo was on her ass and done and she was out the door. I'm like, I felt like a fucking idiot. Just like, oh, I get that. But it's not the weirdest thing I've done on an ass. I've done things like dinosaurs. I've done shit, you know, like X's and O's and little hearts and shit like that. The dinosaur is probably the weirder one I've done on an ass cheek, but I'm expecting to do a lot weirder shit. So, you know, people like ass tattoos. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to complain. I'm not going to complain. So. Well, um, you you actually did a tattoo on me. Yeah. Yeah, we did a ta we did um your your I love you like hand and area thing on Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's full in color and shit. And that one's really cool. I like that kind of thing. But hands, bro, I'm gonna fucking be honest. Hands suck. I don't like drawing hands. <laughs> but it's like I know enough to not fuck it up. You know, I'm not gonna give you no fucking sausage fingers or nothing like that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, colors like especially green's one of those colors that you kind of want to be careful with and everything. So I expect to have to touch it up because I'd I'd rather I don't want to fucking chew nobody up. Fucking green's one of those colors. Green's on the opposite end of the color wheel from like red. And so when we apply it, it um doesn't look as pigmented as we want it to be because it is getting counter interacted by that natural redness the skin gets as you're working on it especially when you're using something like a 17 mag like we used on you you know the skin's gonna get irritated and so instead of me chewing you up and digging it in until it looks oh this is bright green i like this it's like you're by that point it'll look good for like the first week but after that you're gonna be fucking a hamburger meat you know and we don't need that so but how's the healing by the way it, it's doing pretty good okay. um like i told you beforehand it. yeah i need to moisturize it but yeah. i told you beforehand you you Everybody talks about different tattoo artists, like chopping up the, the skin or, or what do you call it? Eating I, I call it like chewing it up. Yeah, chewing it up. Yeah. You haven't chewed me up at all. Like, I don't have any scars. I like, I think, I think you're right. Like, every time you've done a tattoo, you're like, okay, this is enough I want to do, like the shading wise, because I don't want to chew you up. Yeah. And we keep on saying that we're going to touch it up, touch up my tattoos, but I always move so fast. Like, yeah. I, I want something else that. 
that yeah. we go to the next tattoo. Yeah, because the thing about like like well, I've always been been in tattooing is I've always been very cautious about it. Pete's always been saying like you know like I you know he sees that I know how much I can handle at the moment. And so as far as like, you know chewing people up goes, I've always been kind of really self aware of how much work I've done on the skin and the potential to do harm on it. And so instead of you know getting the ink in at all costs and scarring somebody up. I'd rather, you know, go back and hit it twice. Cause it's no problem for me to hit a tattoo twice. What the problem comes from is when you go and you damage that skin so much that you cause scar tissue. And at that point it's kind of irreparable, you know, irreparable, it, something irreparable, some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk, but <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but, um, you can't do shit to damage skin. You know, you can, you know, once you get that black in there and it's bled through and it's chunky and it's, you know, scarred, you can't really do a whole fuck ton to make it lighter. You can't make it lighter. You can only work with what you got. And I'd rather, you know, if I do fuck somebody up on a tattoo, then they have to go to somebody else to get it fixed or they come back to me to get it fixed. I'd rather not have a big chunky scar there to have to work with. You know, it's painful. It doesn't heal easy. It makes the customer feel kind of like they got cheated. You know, as Pete always says and everything, you don't go around and fuck a client and everything like that. You go and you make love to them so they come back to you. You know, you don't fuck them over with your tattoo. You don't chew them up, spit them out and let them go just for their fucking money. You got to take care of them. You know, that way they literally come back to you. Figuratively. Yeah, figuratively and literally, both ways. <laughs> but, you know, you don't, you don't hurt somebody for their money like that. That's not how you build good clientele. I want my clients to be happy with their work and feel like they can trust me with their skin. So... I've been in there before, and and speaking about fucking the client over, <laughs> like I've seen tattoo artists get hit on and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's like the weirdest thing because it's the weirdest thing. Where is my bit? Where are the fucking girls coming to hit on? Have you me? had anybody hit on you? Before? No, no. <laughs> I've had guys, but I'm not interested. In that where's the fucking? I'm gay. I don't fucking need guys to hit on me. It's a fucking. There's one time I was fucking piercing this dude's nose, and he looks up at me with my fucking fingers in his damn nose, and he goes. So I'm in the union. I'm like, cool. Can I help you? And he's just like, what do I got to do to get your number? And I'm like, uh, leave. <laughs> you got to forget your wallet. I don't know. Forget your wallet so I can call you back and return it. I don't know. Fucking just like, these guys fucking, oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that when I'm in the middle of their fucking nose and they're, I'm, and they're bleeding. And I'm just like, dude, fuck off. You said on. someone, you said someone grabbed your. Collar, yeah. I had yeah. some dude fucking, he and I were actually just talking or anything like that. And I guess he thought he was going to be fucking be funny or some shit like that. He fucking just grabbed my collar. Because I usually wear like these choker collars and everything with the O-rings on them. And he grabbed it like that. And I'm just like, bro, fuck off. You don't do that shit. And it's kind of one of the things, those things that female artists, I guess, kind of, you know, at least have to be kind of aware of at some point, at least I feel like they should be aware of and everything is at some point and everything, a client's and it'd be like, Oh, you're kind of rough and tumble and everything. You're rough and tumble. You're a tattoo artist, right? You can handle it. You're fine. And it's kind of like, no, it's not fine. I don't give a shit. If I'm a tattoo artist. You still need to treat me with respect. It doesn't matter if I'm a woman or not. You know, I had a client who actually got very drunk. She wasn't my client. She was another artist um, client who she got drunk and she kind of, you know, found me in the back and was being inappropriate and everything and it's just kind of like you can't do that I don't it it, just because I look tough does not give you an excuse to try to you know to do that shit that's not cool you know and so she later apologized and everything when she came back and sobered up and everything but it doesn't make it you know okay so people are weird I don't like it (laughs) You know, I mean, I do like it and I don't. I do that, you know, it gives me a good story. I don't because in the moment it's scary. So, yeah. Do you get scared? Because you're, you're pretty like, like you're, I think you could defend yourself against a lot of guys and women. Yeah. Do you get scared of, of like when you walk the streets by yourself? No. I'm not I scared mean, anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, fuck, I have I have shit in my head, man. If some if, I, if something's going to be there and be real and everything, I'm going to be ready to fight it and everything. I'm not really scared, scared anymore. But it's taken a long time to get to that point where I'm not scared, you know. Even, like, tonight and everything, um, the apprentice and I, she and I, we took out trash and everything. She's like, hey, can you help me take out the trash? And I, it makes me scared to go out there on my own. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll go out with you. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, if I need to protect myself and her, I need to be able to do it. I'm not going to fucking be scared. You can't, you know. But, like, even with those fucking clients who come in and they're drunk and everything like that, they're fucking trying to touch your head, they try to touch your back, they try talking to you, or they kind of give you that weird look. I had... um. And just some fucking weird ass fucking people come in and shit. You can't show that you're scared of them, even if you are, you know. Yeah. So it happens, unfortunately. I don't know about the guys, but it happens to the girls. So 
you know the guys they get more of like the fun shit where they get like cute girls who hit on them and shit all the fun shit. <laughs> they get the fun shit yeah you know i get to fucking have i don't know fucking joe blow touching my fucking head and talking about his ex and everything i'm like can you not sir fuck you have like 30 years on me fuck it's weird you know but yeah how how is the the your schizoaffective disorder this week it's been okay for the most part um it's been kind of about the same as usual i've been more so kind of real like noticing um like the negative symptoms and everything things missing noticing certain things are getting harder i've also noticed um the ocd is coming back a bit more because it goes in cycles too ocd and everything i've noticed a bit more just from like i think the stress of everything the shop opening back up again and like um getting more people in having a fuller schedule i feel like it's kind of made my ocd kind of flare up a little bit and what i tend to do is i tend to get you know very very um it's the counting thing it's the counting thing i do that and it's kind of like if something isn't I clean my sister's kitchen religiously. No, not religiously, but I clean it. I clean it more than I normally would because I'm just kind of like, okay, this thing gets moved. This thing needs to get moved, and we're moving it. And all of a sudden, something gets out of the way. I'm like, no, you know what? You need to stop that. Don't fuck with that. I'm gonna fucking do this shit. And so, just kind of like, I'm just noticing these little itches and everything coming back to, from like the OCD I've had to work so hard to get rid of, <laughs> not get rid of, but at least help. And at some point in everything, it's like. I catch myself doing it. I catch myself doing those little compulsion, the compulsive things. And it's like, Nosh, you need to bring it back. You need to reel it back because, you know, if you let it get too far, it's going to be harder to get back, you know. Like, I have a bad habit of making lists. I make, I make a fucking ton of lists. I do shit over again and over again. I have fucking in, in my phone, on my fucking notebooks and shit. And there's no point in the lists. It's just to have the fucking lists, to feel like some kind of security is in there. But it doesn't help. It doesn't. It just makes it worse. And so I go through and I write the lists and I go like, fuck, I'm doing it again. And so I fucking get rid of it and I have to stop myself. I do that and then I'm fucking, there's something else, the OCD thing. I don't know, I forgot. I forgot. Shit. I've had it for so fucking long. I had it. I got fucking diagnosed with OCD when I was fucking like maybe six. It was before I moved here. And it was what happened with that and everything. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows. It's an anxiety disorder. But um, I got diagnosed when I was six. And what happened originally, it was um, I was in school or whatever like that. And I think I was fucking around with like a lead pencil or whatever. And it pricked my, ha- pricked my hand and everything. And I started just bawling to the fucking teacher going like, I'm going to get lead poisoning. I'm going to fucking die. And she's just like, what is wrong with this kid? <laughs> and so she called my mom. And they brought me to the doctor and everything like that. And I guess they referred me to, like, some kind of, like, psychologist thing. I don't know. It's so fucking long ago. I don't fucking know. But um, they got me with OCD. And they're like, okay, well, we're not going to give you medication. But, you know, you need to work with her to get over it. And so my mom and I, we started um, coming with ways to kind of get around this. Because my whole obsession, it started with the lead pencil thing. But it progressed into being this whole fucking, you know, obsession with, like, death and toxic things. That's also why I have a biohazard right here, too. I did it on myself because, like, kind of, like, getting over my fucking arm touch, the speaker bullshit, but to get over um, the toxic the toxic kind of fear shit and everything. But that was a big obsession for a while. It takes a lot to get over it. And the obsessiveness and everything, you have to just keep reeling back. I hate it. I fucking hate it, man. It's hard to work with because it's like it's still – it's not like, you know, it's not like – a hallucination where I can ignore it to some degree. It's like, no, that compulsion will always kind of be there where I need to count or I need to fuck with my fingers. I need to do something like that, you know. It's just annoying. If I noticed that's coming back coming back this week, I think from the stress and everything, that and I pick at my face, I tear at my face until it bleeds and shit, and so I end up cutting my nails. I do that. I do makeup, try to stop it and everything, and I have scars all over my face that you can see from that, and it's been that way since I was maybe like maybe 12, but it's also you know related to OCD. You know, I forgot what the fuck it's called, but pick at, pick at the skin on my face, and that's not cool, but do, yeah. do, Like, does that all go together? No, I mean, they can, and they can go together, like, like, everybody's head's like a brewing pot and everything, and so it's like, you know, I do have OCD in here, and I have generalized anxiety in here, and I have, you know, schizoaffective in here, which itself is a couple different ingredients, and so they all kind of come together and shit in here and everything, right, and you have bits and pieces that can be from, you know, one disorder, or can be from another, but, you know, they can all coexist, not coexist, but they can all be in there, so the OCD is kind of, I guess, its own thing, so... Like, so, like, 
when you do have schizoaffective disorder, right? Yeah. Like, is there, are there, are there certain symptoms that ha- everybody has? Like OCD, is that part of it? Like, no, OCD no? is its own thing. OCD is its own kind of, um, like, um, mental health condition. You know, it's not always with schizoaffective. Schizoaffective itself is really, really broad because everybody can experience it. Everybody experiences it differently. So (laughs) the way I experience psychosis would be different from the way somebody else does, you know. Same with like the depressed, same with um, the bipolar disorder because you have to have two different kinds of bipolar disorder. You have bipolar one and bipolar two. So it's different kinds. There's no really ever present symptom other than the ones that are needed to diagnose it as such, you know. Like with, schizo- like with uh, schizophrenia and like schizoaffective, you need to have about um, a certain period of, I think, minimum two weeks with um, the psychosis. And then also with the um, bipolar symptoms, they need to have um, two week period of either or just by themselves, you know, like it wouldn't be schizoaffective and everything like that if I had, you know, the no period of psychosis just on its own. But because I do have that period of psychosis just on its own, then that's kind of what I guess pinpoints it as that, as that, you know. So, are you? Uh, I guess now would be a good time to talk about your your comics. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, I don't know. I've been doing kind of a bit more. I've been kind of mostly working on the. Um, on the kind of the, 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 the structure on it, like trying to build it up and everything. I'm trying to build, you know, motion. I'm trying to you know, get fluidity in the motion there because I think that's going to be really cool, you know, be able to kind of, because you can use that and everything to actually guide people through a story. I can take this character's arm, have them point and everything over here to this direction and have it so, you know, your eyes are drawn there. Your eyes are drawn to this speech bubble. Your eyes are following down through this page. You know, I'm guiding you through this page. And that's what's really cool, though, about um, speech bubbles and such in comic books, you know. If I take my little bubble up, here and I connect it down here now you're following down you're following through my story instead of me having to you know you, you know build up and this kind of thing it's like just these general blocks and everything you can use different interesting kind of you know um frames and for it you know I can show you know this rectangle one here I can show like a circle one here and just kind of it brings things it makes it interesting that's like motion in itself too and I've actually been watching a lot of um videos about you know hor- the about um <laughs> shit i've been watching a lot of youtube videos about um like horror horror movies and stuff like that how they make them how they make them the lighting in them the sound in them the way that they do camera angles and such and kind of really wanting to apply that into my artwork because the cinematography itself is a whole nother form of art and how they frame shit and everything to get you to feel a certain way i want to incorporate how they do that and put it in my story that way when there is an intense moment where i need the character where i need the the reader to feel fear that i know how to apply that i need them to feel you know comfortable i need to know how to apply that i need them to feel you know intimidated then i can do that and i feel like um cinematography is a great way to do that because at the end of the day and everything a comic book is a visual novel we're telling you a story here where, you know like a movie but it's not, you know, not moving around like animation and shit. It's just kind of on paper, and I think it's really cool. So. What what uh, what horror movies are, are you watching right now? Um, kind of just whatever's on and everything. It hasn't been one specific horror movie. There's been like a couple of YouTube channels I watch and everything that they do um, analysis and breakdown of you know video game and horror movies to kind of you know give the um, viewer an idea about how they achieve this. You know, like um, what's it fucking called? The guy who did uh, a Shining. What the hell is his name? Stephen King? No, the the director. Oh, the director? Yeah. Where he, they Stanley Kubrick, is that it? I think that's it. I'll look it up right now. I think it's Stanley Kubrick. They're talking about how he like sets up this whole scene in yes, The Shining Stan- and everything, Stanley following Kubrick. behind um, the boy, following behind him on the bike and everything. The whole time it's making you feel like, you know, the danger's behind the boy, when in reality it's actually in front. And that throws off the viewer because it's not what you expect anymore. You know, and I think that kind of thing, it's... I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to throw off my reader. I want them to be fucking thrown into chaos. I think it'd be fun, you know. Wait, what's he do? Huh? It's he, like cinematography. It's no, but like, you're saying that he he made. The, he had the camera angle from like you know that scene where the boy he's riding his bike and everything through the Stanley Hotel, right? He's going down through these hallways and twistings and turnings and shit like that. And he the whole time you see him from the back, and so you have the the visual of this boy and everything like that going. The camera's right behind here behind him, right? 
And so the whole time that angle is set up and kind of slightly up, like with looking down at the boy. So you feel like the um, danger is behind him, that you are the monster going up behind him and everything, right? But in reality, when he does turn that last corner, you see the girls who are there and it throws it off. Not only that, but the color scheme there is really cool too because the girls are dressed in that kind of little pale blue. And I, from my memory, I think the rest of that lighting and the rest of that kind of color scheme in that um, scene is all warm tones. So you have that kind of stark contrast of, you know, the really pale girls in the blue. And you have that kind of, that, um, the disruption of them being in front instead of actually being behind them. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like that shit. But, but um, even the carpet and everything, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that scene. Fuck no. yeah. Because it's all the warm tones and everything like that. It's also, it's really cool. It's really fucking cool. The warm tones on the boy and the carpet and everything. But they're also kind of cool because your eyes drawn to the blue in it too. Oh, where's he going? But your eyes drawn to the blue in there too, and that blue is kept in the center. I love that though. It's kind of like, um, it's, what the fuck is it called? I can't think of a fucking name for it or what the hell it's called, but it's like an artwork and everything like that. When you have that kind of contrast there to show that, you know, this is what, this is what I want you to focus on. You know, if you have a black room and a white bulb and everything, you're either going to be drawn to that white bulb immediately, you know, and you're directing their attention there. That, that's, that's a good, that's a good horror director between mm -hmm. a good horror director and a, like a bad one, right? Yeah, huh? Being able to scare somebody like that? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, jump scares are fucking, they're cheap as shit. You know, anybody can go, boo, and fucking scare somebody. That's fucking <laughs> cheap as shit. It's like, yeah. oh, great, fantastic. I don't know. You got me there. Ha, ha. You, know, like, you don't only do that so many times before it gets fucking stale, you know. At some point in everything, you can predict jump scares, you know. But you can't really do that with psychological horror where you actually know how to play somebody's mind. Psychological horror is amazing. I love it. Because you can you can fuck with them like a mind fuck. It's great. <laughs> You know, and that's the kind of shit I want to do, too, because my head's already fucked. But if I can take that fuckery and everything and apply it into my artwork and everything like they do in the movies and shit, that'd be fucking cool. Especially when you have like um, a good setting for it, good characters for it and everything. But that comes along with world building. So that's got to take a while longer. I love world building, though. So. Stanley Kubrick. Have you seen any of his other movies? Stanley Kubrick's? Probably, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I never really look at the director. So I usually look at like what just the visuals in it are. I'm trying to I'm trying to see his the movies he did. <coughs> he did uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, dude. I know that one. He did Clockwork Orange. He did. I haven't seen it. You've never seen Clockwork Orange. No, I Orange? haven't. I need to Holy watch it. Holy shit! I, need to, I know that one scene though, where he has like the eyeball pried open and shit like that, and there's like some kind of like I don't know a needle or something like that going into his fucking eyeball. Fuck, that'd be cool. I want to draw that. Be like, bad though. I uh, honestly, I think you need to like mm -hmm. watch sit down. I know it's hard to watch a movie, especially yeah. with training and then tattooing. Yeah. But I think that's one movie you need to just watch. Yeah, I need to Get watch it. Get baked and stoned and watch it. <laughs> that'd be fun. Dude, he's he's done The Shining, Clockwork Orange. He's done full. He did Full Metal Jacket. Never seen that one either. You've never seen Full Metal Jacket? No, I haven't. Uh, I don't know if you would like that one. Uh. -uh. Uh, he did. Spartacus back in the like in the 60s that was a big movie that's cool like I didn't know he did all these movies yeah he's a fucking big ass director and shit you know so but that, I love like that kind of like setup it's cool I don't know like that's a that's a different type of art right yeah cinematography yeah yeah definitely but it's really cool because it's like you Oh, it's like Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse has great cinematography too, even though it's an animated film. What it is and everything is that you can, I love with that, that you can take any frame from the fucking movie and it looks like it's in a fucking comic book. You know, it's the way that things are structured and the way that they have camera angles, the way that they portray movement, you know, lighting, all this shit and everything. That's all cinematography and it's fucking amazing. You know, Into the Spider-Verse, I think, is a great example of what I want to accomplish as far as, you know, how they do, like, you know, Miles jumping off the fucking building. And you have, like, that's that leap of faith moment and everything. He's so small, but it's really cool because he's really small and everything. All these buildings are fucking huge and everything like that. All the colors and the lights and shit like that. It's just... It's cool. I love how I collect art books too, though. I collect art books. And I try to draw inspiration from them. So I have fucking, you know, I have the one for fucking Ratatouille. I want to get the fucking one from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. But I have a bunch of like tattoo art books. But it's a really cool place to draw inspiration from. Same with movies and everything, pulling inspiration from them. Do you eventually want to see your your, your comics like moving? I don't know about that. I, I would love to. I would love to see them moving and everything. But it's, that would take a lot of work. <laughs> that takes a lot of work. But I have the way they play in my head is they play like in the, the moving, you know, especially when I'm listening to like music and I'm drawing and everything. That's what I want to like, create with my um, 
comic books. I want that motion in there. I want to direct them. That's what I've been kind of working a lot on recently is I'm trying to get the whole squish and stretch animation thing. I'm trying to like play with that and get it to a point where I'm comfortable with it. Because as of right now, I have a problem where I'm very stiff in my um, in my characters. They don't move fluidly yet, you know. Yet is a key word. But um, animation is fucking hard, <laughs> you know. What do you, what do you mean by move fluidly? Like, like fluidly. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it otherwise. It's kind of like you know when when I'm drawing sometimes and everything, and I'm focusing too heavy on the articulation, too heavy on proportions, or you know the muscle, you know the bones and shit like that. What ends up looking is looks ends up really like stiff. It doesn't look fluid and soft, you know. If I try to draw a hand, it looks more like that instead of like that, you know, stiff as opposed to like calm, you know. Oh, it looks like kind of like. Like it looks too too rigid yeah and if i want the character to be jumping and everything like that it's a lot more chunky and everything to have them be all rigid and everything and they don't look like they're actually jumping they look like the more so kind of you know being posed and just waiting you know dude so. that's crazy it is I, really crazy I never even, like i didn't even think of that as an artist like you yeah? have to think like you have to you can't have your 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 people and characters like no, because if it's chunky like that, who the fuck's going to believe this? If I'm trying to hold an apple, why am I going to hold a fucking apple like this? I'm going to hold an <laughs> apple like I fucking actually have an apple, you know? That's kind of like, it's it's difficult because I focus so heavy on that, you know, the uh, anatomy and proportions and everything like that, that I get lost. And so I don't have fun with the fluidity in it anymore. So that's something I'm kind of working on. So. Have, have you been reading uh, like horror comics? Yeah, I love them. They're fun. I, like, um... There's one, there's like a Korean one and everything called Killing Stalking that I really, really love. I've been rereading it and everything, but the art style starts in a certain way. The art style starts very, very grungy and kind of, you know, eh about it. But as, you know, the author progresses throughout the story, it gets more clean. It gets more fluid. You know, it gets more cleaned up and, just, you know, easier to read and look at instead of being so kind of, you know, monotonous and chunky and kind of just so gross. But it's called Killing Stalking if anybody's interested in it. Killing stocking. Yeah, it's really good. It's also really violent though. And there's this one part that I absolutely love and everything. Where um, we think that it's like basically it's about this boy and everything, right? He's like he's he's an he's like an adult and everything, but he's this guy and he is obsessed with this other dude and everything, right? And he um, breaks into his house and he's just you know he's like fucking rolling around in his bed smelling his laundry and shit like that being a gross fucking pervert and everything and the dude he um goes downstairs right because he hears something moving around down there and he finds this guy he has a woman in his basement she's tied up and fucked up and everything like that right and he the dude who he's obsessed with comes home and he finds him in the basement and so he breaks his legs and keeps him down there as prisoner and so the whole story is about <laughs> their relationship and everything. You know, I'm not going to give away no spoilers and everything, but it's great, you know. And that, that has more of the whole mind fuckery in there. And I love that. So that's another great comic book I obviously, you know, I'm rereading right now. It's really cool. Um, yeah. That and just, you know, some of like fucking, I forgot his name. There's it's, another Japanese artist out there who I'm remembering, but I don't fucking remember his name. The I'll Killing Stocking later. is like, it's more, uh, it's like anime, huh? Yeah. It's a Korean manga. So it's really cool. <laughs> but if you see the art style and everything like that, the beginning of it's really kind of, you know, uh, gross looking. Which is cool, though. You know, but I remember originally I was following it um, when it was first getting released. Then there was like a long fucking period in there where um, the artist she hadn't updated. I think because she, she draws all. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been following since it released and everything, right? And the whole time I'm just watching the art style get better and shit and the story progress and just like. It's amazing that she did this all on her own. I think her name is Kuki, but she did it all on her own, right? Like, no other artist. She did all all the fucking 60-plus chapters just by herself. And I want to be able to do that shit, too, you know? I want to be able to just produce it. Because I feel like part of, like, what worries me about, you know, things like, like, like potentially getting my shit animated or whatever like that is shit changing too much. Kind of like, I want my story to be told the way it's in my head and everything. I want you to be able to see what the fuck's in my head. You know, so I, I admire, I, I don't know if that's her name or not, but I admire the artist and everything for all that fucking time and effort she put into it because she, I think she had like an eye surgery somewhere through it and had to fucking take like six months off or something like that. It's fucking nuts. And it's like, you think about how much these um, artists and everything, how much they dedicate to their work, that these people and everything are sitting, you know, in their fucking stations for fucking nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a fucking day just to get shit done. And that's something so admirable to me. You know, that there's that much dedication to the story that they're trying to tell. 
And so I'd recommend it. Killing stalking. It's cool. I I don't know. I I've uh you guys you and my sister were talking during training, you guys were talking about manga, manga yeah. and all that stuff. Or you and Diego and all the Yeah, all we're the talking people. about uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one too. That one's really good too. I don't know that the whole fucking eating people shit always fucking throws me off. I'm not down with fucking cannibals, bro. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You've said that multiple times. I know. I want that to be known. And if I die by cannibal or anything like that, I want people to know I didn't fucking agree to it. So no it, it's kill. funny because when when I see you or I think I don't know maybe when other people see I can't talk. For That's other a people. person who likes cannibals. That's a person who's into vor, right? No, but it's it, like, no. I feel like you're not scared of anything. I'm scared of a lot of things, bro. <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of things. You can't show it though. You can't. You can't give him fucking ammunition. Fuck that. Yeah. So, how could somebody have how could somebody have this shit and not be scared? What? How? Of what? The shit in my head. Okay. I fucking seeing hands come out of the fucking fridge. Seeing that shit, having clowns and everything. Fuck. I drew. I drew the dude beside the bed. I drew him because like. I, I think I mentioned it last time. I have a hallucination where he sleeps beside my bed and everything. He doesn't sleep, but he whistles beside the bed and everything all night, right? He's like almost like this like mummified kind of looking person and everything. He doesn't have legs. He doesn't have lips. And he has his hands drawn up like this, right? But I drew him. And it's just kind of like I hate the fact that I drew him <laughs> because it just makes it all the more real. It feels like I typically will try to avoid it, drawing things in that much detail because it just kind of solidifies in my head that, yeah, I've seen this. I've, I have so many faces in my head that I've seen that I can see so clearly, even after seeing them only maybe like once or twice and everything, that I could draw them out so fucking clearly and it pisses me off that these people don't exist. <laughs> these people don't exist. I've seen this fucker and everything staring at my goddamn window every time I sleep downstairs and I'm like, fuck that, man. He's fucking gross, you know? Or like there's a little boy I see in Save Martin and everything where he's just, He's just there. He doesn't say anything. He just hangs out in the fucking candy aisle. And I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry, but can I help you? <laughs> you know. But I can see these faces so clearly. Hold up. What? <laughs> Go back. Go back to what? The the kid in the 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 candy aisle. Yeah, what about him? Like this is a oh, so every time you go to Safeway, you see this kid? Save Mart. <laughs> Save Mart. So yeah. only at Save Mart. Yeah. There's certain things like th- there's like he only see it save Mart. The thing beside the bed is only at my bed. You know, he doesn't follow me when I sleep at other places. He only is there beside my bed. So I don't know what the fuck it is these things fucking do, but they only show up in certain places, you know. Or, like, I've seen, you know, these fucking weird-ass fucking people. There's this one dude who fucking, he likes to look through the downstairs window in our house and everything, right? He has curly hair. He looks like he kind of got into some kind of, like, I don't know, soot or whatever like that. He's all ashy and gray and shit, like that fucking curly-ass hair, bloodshot eyes. And I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he just stares through the fucking window like this shit down at me. I'm like, can I help you? He doesn't say shit. Doesn't fucking move. And I'm like, okay, fine. Never mind then. You're, you're freaking me out right now. Too bad. I thought so. you think you're freaked out. I see that shit. <laughs> As I said, who would not be scared? Not like not that I'm I'm freaked out by you, but yeah. I'm freaked out at the fact because I thought schizophrenia like these things followed you all over the place. No, they don't. They're, they're not like a fucking little army. So they're <laughs> <laughs> they're not like a little army who just follow you. So they. There's specific places? For me, yeah. Because everybody's different. So yeah. for me, I do have certain places that I see things more than others, you know. Yeah. I, like a little boy and everything. He's maybe about six or seven. He has um, short hair, um, very tan. He has like tan skin. He always wears a blue and a green jacket with little sharks all over it. Little sharks all over it? Yeah, like little sharks. Hold on. Yeah. Describe them one more time. <laughs> He has dark brown hair. He's dark. He has like dark hair, like dark brown, black hair. He has tan skin, blue, green jacket with sharks all over it. He's maybe about six or seven. So I don't know, but I see him all the time there. So shark jacket. Yeah. Like a little rain jacket. <clears throat> so, okay. I know it's kind of like, I mean, it's a, it's a border. Like, I don't want to tell you. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing because yeah. I don't know if everybody else thinks this, but I thought that these hallucinations follow you. No. Right. So now when people make people make movies about about ghost movies mm-hmm. and all this stuff and, and that's that's where I'm going with this. It's like. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah, uh, you you I think you said you, you do, right? 
I do and I don't. I do because like I think this thing could be there. I don't because if I let myself believe it too much, then then shit goes bad. Yeah. So <laughs> because then just... I believe it because it's in my head and said so I don't. I don't fuck. A ghost could be completely fucking real and be standing right fucking there, and I won't fucking know. It'd be like, oh shit, I guess there's another person there. Yeah. I don't know this person goes. The ghost is probably fucking pissed off as shit at me. You're just gonna like, dude, I'm trying to haunt you, okay? I'm trying to haunt you here, and you keep brushing me off. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. I'm fucking too used to this shit. But this know. is why I think you telling talking about this Mm -hmm. is this is why people in religion would would say that people with schizophrenia were possessed yeah who see shit right yeah yeah because it's fucking if i tell people that and everything like that they're gonna be like the fuck you know like i tell people about the fucking dude beside the bed and everything like that they're gonna be like what the you see you're seeing a fucking demon and i'm like no he's not a fucking demon he's just some dude who fucking he doesn't got no legs he can't go nowhere (laughs) you know (laughs) he just likes to whistle i guess he won't talk to me or nothing you know, but it's like some of them do follow me. Sometimes like blue does follow me. Blue will follow me no matter where I go, you know, yeah. and he just fucking makes that fucking sound. I hate it. But he's one of the ones that will. Um, not a lot will, though. Mostly just him. Sometimes they see the same face occurring in different places, but they won't like actively follow, follow, you know, it'll just be kind of a glimpse. I saw this one fucking dude in my sister's fucking bathroom the other day. It was fucking weird as shit. <laughs> he was just kind of doing like this kind of shit standing there. I'm like, the cat can see him, I think. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. He might be a ghost though. So, but like everybody's different as far as their psychosis goes. Sometimes people do have the one who like follow them and talk and you're like fucking, you know, fight club or some shit like that where they always see the same one, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I see them in different places. <clears throat> it's, it's crazy because like I see, I, see, I don't see what you see, but I yeah. kind of get it. Like you see the world differently. Yeah. Seeing all those things, like you're just like. It's like you can see, like that moment there and everything where I caught myself off guard. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit and everything. It's like little things that happen like that. It's kind of weird because I know other people can see me seeing shit, but they don't see the shit that I see. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at That's it and so- I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's somebody right there. And I know it's not really a person. That's so you know? fucking crazy. Have you seen yeah. the movie Beautiful Mind? No, I haven't. I'm going to see it though. You need to watch it. No, I, I need I- to see it. Yeah. I keep hearing about it, and I'm like, I need to watch it. I need to watch it, but I never know where the fuck to watch it. So I'm gonna look him up. He, oh yeah, he could. I guess he could be our, our, uh, our arti- artist. Yeah, person for the day. Yeah, I'm down. But it, he's it, a, I guess he's a fun, he's a really high functioning um, schizophrenic too, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't really like the term like high functioning or shit like that. But he's one who's able to have a job, at, you know, do and, and communicate and shit like that. And some people can't, you know. And so I think I think. It's, I think I wouldn't call it functional. Fuck that. I don't like that term high functioning shit. Hmm. Like, what's the difference between someone that's like non functioning and. It'd be somebody who would be like in an institution. Somebody who would be, you know, um, in a clinic. You know, somebody who they can't leave, you know, because they can't take care of themselves or their family can't take care of them or they're, you know, um, or they're, uh, I don't want to say it, but they're more of like a harm to themselves or others. You know, they're, they're people who get put away. You know, but who who makes the decision? Like, so, I mean, what would you have to do to be put inside the... Hurt the myself or somebody else. Yeah. And there's people in schizophrenia that hurt themselves? Yeah. People who get the bugs underneath their skin. People who get bugs under their skin and they try to get it out and everything. And at some point you can't get the bug out anymore, but you have your skin's gone. And so that shit, it scares me more than anything. <laughs> the threat of being put into a place like that. Because I've worked so hard to get to where I am. The thought that a slip up could put me there scares me. You know. And you that's like somebody who's not, who's not functioning very well. Somebody who can't take care of themselves. Or somebody who can be a threat to themselves or others. That's, you know, as opposed to somebody who functions, you know, in society. Being able to have a job or being able to go to school. Being able to at least communicate. Somebody who, even if they can't have a job or go to school or whatever like that. They're not, you know, they're not a threat to themselves or others. You know, and that meaning that, you know, they are able to take care of themselves because sometimes, you know, you can't take care of yourself. Sometimes in everything you have things that they keep you from eating. You have those negative symptoms that keep you from eating, that keep you from bathing, to keep you from sleeping, you know. And so at that point, you need either somebody to help take care of you or you need to be, you know, put somewhere. So that shit makes me sad, man. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you work. Makes me you, sad. I, I watch like we're at the gym all the like you work your ass off not to be put in that place, right? No, I don't want to go there, man. But Fuck like that. you, you eat right. You, you, 
right? Well, I mean, you when you do when you do buckle down, you yeah. you be, eat better than most, right? Yeah. But you work out, you you stick to your path of trying to be a tattoo artist. You're very disciplined. Thank you. Right? Yeah. So I think discipline has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's also matter how much I'm here. Some days I'm not as much here, and that's some days the days like for example that I wear something I shouldn't be wearing at the gym. Like if I have you know. If I have no pants on and everything, I'm just in shorts and shit. It's fucking like 30 degrees and everything. I don't have actual shoes. I have my fucking slippers or I haven't eaten that morning because I see bugs on the fucking plate or I haven't bathed in like two days because the people are pushing through the fucking curtain again. There's days like that, you know, and so it's not completely all just solid discipline. It's also how much I'm actually able to be here, you know. I don't have that and I sometimes I don't bathe and sometimes I don't <laughs> No, but it's like it's, but that and saying and everything like that, saying that and everything, there's certain things you can do and certain things I do do to make sure that I get all these things taken care of. I have a full I have like a fuck ton of alarms on my phone. I have, you know, certain things where I I don't have blue or black plates because that's where the bugs are, you know. I don't have an actual fucking, you know, like solid shower curtain because people push through it and so I use a clear one or, you know, stuff like that. So Little ways to kind of work with it. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it helps. So. No, so I, that guy in Beautiful Mind, it's about John Forbes Nash Jr. Mm-hmm. And Nash. You, he, Nash. 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 I know, right? I didn't yeah. realize that. I didn't notice that either until I looked it up a while ago. I'm like, oh, look at that. There I am. So he he's he's had a con- so his art, I guess, right, is math, right? I think so. Have you or, seen math? Like, have you seen algebra? Fuck math. I'm not good at math. I was looking at my daughter's homework. I'm like, what in the fuck? The numbers get fucking mixed up, man. I was saying that. I was telling Izzy that earlier. The fucking my numbers. Um, sometimes they get mixed up after they get to a certain digit. You know, and like I don't know what that is, but they don't go anymore. Hey, can you keep it down over there? Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty loud for about twenty minutes. It's all right. Hmm? Not nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, no, but but, uh, but his thing is math, right? Yeah. So his. I thing wonder how he sees numbers. I wonder about that. I wonder if he sees them in colors or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like two is orange, and so I wanted to know maybe if he, he could. Oh, fuck my words. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if um he sees that in orange too. You know what I mean? Or how does he perceive the numbers? Well, I think I think any artist, right, just sees things completely different. Yeah. I was thinking about that today because we were watching uh, that movie Whiplash. Yeah. And when you get obsessed with something and you want to be the greatest at something, you become crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the obsession. It's like the obsessive shit and everything like that, like obsessive compulsive and everything. You can't help but think about it. You can't help but do it, you know, because if you don't know everything, something in your gut's going to say this is that something is wrong. I'm missing something, you know, that you have to. And that sucks because if your compulsion is fucking picking at your face, like fucking, you know, then you're going to keep tearing at your skin until it fucking bleeds, you know. If your compulsion is, you know, is at the gym and everything like that, you're going to keep going even though fucking, you know, your calluses are fucking ripping off, even though you're fucking exhausted, even though you haven't slept in maybe like 12, you know, fucking, I don't know, I don't know, fucking, you haven't slept in like 48 hours or some shit like that. You're going to keep going because something in you, because if you don't, something in you is going to say, if you don't do this, you're going to be messed up. (laughs) You're going to fuck up. Something bad is going to happen. So you got to keep going. That sucks. So that guy, um... John Forbes Nash Jr. Yeah. He suffered from, from he, so it first started off with his wife because he, he had already got accolades for, for being noticed for coming up with different theories on math. Yeah. And, uh, and his wife started noticing him become paranoid. Yeah. He, it says, uh, his mental health, mental illness first began to manifest in the form of paranoia. His wife later described his... So he's like in his 40s, Nash. Yeah. Paranoia. His wife later... I want to meet him. Be cool. He is older. That'd be crazy That'd be really cool. That, like, yeah. Dude, that'd be awesome to do a Zoom call with both of you guys. Like, what are you seeing today? I don't know. I mean, it's not a daily thing, so it'd be kind of... Like, you know, I don't know. His his wife later described his behavior as erratic, Nash... Nash. Nash seemed to believe that all men who wore red ties were part of a communist conspiracy against him. No, that makes sense, though, because it's like connecting them together, right? It's like a little giveaway. 
Yeah. Yeah. He he thought that they were declaring a establishing a government against him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and his once it started, I guess it once it started going into his professional life. Mm -hmm. That's what when they admitted him, and yeah. finally he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, that one's a really interesting one. The paranoid schizophrenia. I think that. I think from my member like researching about it is that it is one of the more common types, if not the most common type of schizophrenia, you know, but There's I mean, different kinds though. What, like me, I'll be sitting down like today. It's so it's hard for me to actually do nothing. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> once I'm like on a Sunday, I didn't do anything today. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like you look at, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm working with you on this podcast. Yeah. With me, like I get paranoid when I'm doing nothing, and I start thinking, man, there somebody's gonna think that you're lazy. Yeah, isn't that a weird? That's a weird feeling, and I I probably have some mental disorders, right? Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody does. We're all fucked up, <laughs> you know. And the thing about it is that it's I don't know about disorder. I, th I think it's like more of like a condition because you have things, you know, like schizophrenia and stuff like that, but which are you know psychological kind of you know conditions but they also have things like mood disorders you have things like mood disorders you have personality disorders you know stuff like that you know then you have like behavioral disorders and so it's not exactly you know i don't think anybody's exempt from having a condition <laughs> nobody's fucking exempt you know so everybody's got something it's just a matter of like how we handle it and how you know our lives impact it you know obviously you do something you know like if you have a traumatic experience or if you do drugs or whatever like that it's going to impact your psychological and mental health and everything so we're all have something though you know you do we do i do i i have to have something yeah you're making me realize like there's something yeah, because like there. i wouldn't be doing all this crazy shit like I, so i have my I, my own podcast I, I told nashi to start her own podcast and then, like, listening to you talk, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of similarities that I have with your brain and my brain. Yeah. It's just the way the head works, you know. And it's kind of, like, what's really cool is when you start talking about shit, like, mental health and everything like that, you do open up other people's heads to it and everything like that. You make them kind of realize, oh, shit, wait a minute. I'm thinking about this, you know. Or I didn't notice that this is like that, you know. Like, there's a lot of fucking shit in, you know, schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder that I didn't fucking notice until fucking I had been told or until I researched it. Like, the fucking the, the, the thing, the, um word thing the word shit and everything i didn't notice that at all and everything like that you know the word shit yeah it's like the but the when words get eaten when they get eaten or like the echolalia the but when they get when you copy sounds i can't search but up but up no but um they're fucking not the health effort it's like cognitive some kind of like cognitive thing it's schizophrenia but there's like a whole list of like different um verbal traits that are specific to psychosis you know Things like echolalia, things like um, word salad. Like if you search uh, schizophrenia and everything, word salad, go see what I mean. It's when words they don't make into a talk together. They don't make sense together. You know what I mean? So it says effective of uh, effects of environmental noise on cognitive dysfunctions and schizophrenia. A pilot within subjects experimental study. Attention, uh, memory. Of like the echolalia happens also in like I think like ADHD and Tourette's and stuff like that where it's like oh, repetition. You're talking, you're talking about like if there's loud noise. So when when I when it, one thing I noticed is like when an autistic kid comes into the gym, and you have the you have the the is this what you're talking about the music blasting? Then they have like episodes. No, that's the sensory overload. Okay. That's when things you get cover your ears, you cover your eyes, you cover your mouth. That's the thing I used to do a lot is I used to cover my mouth a lot whenever I would have like sensory overload, you know, or when I'd get scared, I'd cover my mouth, you know, or like the ear thing. I still do. I still do that when I get overloaded. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, like things that vocally we do, you know, like if I hear a phone or I hear a doorbell, boom, 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 it's like an automatic thing. It's not a thought, you know, it's just oh. something that you repeat, you know, it's not a conscious thing. So like it was like so you're saying like when you see I see, I see what you're saying not not Tourette's example. not no. Tourette's but like it's it's present in Tourette's though yeah everything so it's not just in you know psychosis and fuck like shit that. cunt no it's oh. not like that <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking like you know if you hear a sound you go like like that you know yeah. you copy it you know or things like um you repeat words words you know words you know like no 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 the word will make talk to it you know it'll like. The, the the words they get scrambled, which is word salad. You get echolalia, where you repeat sounds that you hear. You have the one also, I forgot the fucking name of it and everything, where you repeat the word again. So it goes like again, again, you know. Or you repeat like a word that you say. Like you say something, 
something something yeah like that yeah <laughs> it's, it's a thing though it's a it's a, a cognitive thing you know yeah but something that's really interesting i think and um i wish i knew bigger words so i could look this shit up <laughs> me too um, it but. says in bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, clang associations are considered to be part of a language disorder condition called schizophasia, mm-hmm. popularly known as as weird word weird, word as salad. word salad. In fact, language disturbance is a major f- feature in schizophrenia. That's why sometimes we can't make it to make sense. You know, that's why sometimes you see like people who have schizophrenia and stuff like that, where it's like you're trying to figure out what they're saying, but it doesn't make sense. That's, you know, that's because the way we want to talk it and everything doesn't come through. The words get eaten. <laughs> they get fucked up. They get mixed up. You know, there's and a so. there's a specific part of the brain that if it's damaged, you get mm-hmm. this. Yeah. The Wiernix area in the brain. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's really interesting, though, because it's kind of like it's cool how it happens. I mean, it's not cool, but it is, you know, as somebody who experiences shit like that and everything, you know, it makes it difficult, though, because sometimes I want or sometimes the words go away completely and then I can't talk and it pisses me off because I'm just like. Like sometimes Nancy will she like we'll be doing the dance class and everything like yeah. that, right? And she's like, OK, Nosh, go ahead and count it in. And it's like the words won't come. Nothing will be there and I want it to be there, but no words will come out because they get eaten. So I think the lady eats them. I just think you're a uh, dude. So yeah i just someone ate my words right now because i don't know <laughs> you know what happens I, though this is super interesting like so when you're oh the cops are out yeah no but so <laughs> when so this is why you when somebody walks in you say hello all t- all the time hi. right yeah like you'll say hi yeah so and when anybody walks in in the door or you somebody walks by you you automatically say hi all mm-hmm. the time yep i do that at work too it pisses people off do you think it doesn't piss me off i find yeah. it hilarious yeah no but do you think that's part of it oh it could be i don't fucking know yeah so it's never really come up in any of my sessions or whatever like that with a therapist i feel like though because normally it's just kind of her and i or them and i yeah. over there Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. No, not at all. It's totally, okay. I'm okay with that because it could very well be, you know, it could very well be part of that whole speech, um, part of it, you know, yeah. and I just might not know. So that's what I was talking about earlier. It was kind of like some shit will happen. Fucking just like, is that part of it? Oh, I guess, you know, or it will be part of it. And it's like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> like, like, like it's something in mania that happens a lot that I didn't fucking know was part of mania and everything. It was um, the, the, the impulsive spending. <laughs> I do that a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't notice that though until they got brought up and everything. And she um, was just kind of like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, about this and about that and everything. And then she's like, how was, how was your finances? And I'm like, I spent way too much money. I spent too much at Target. I spent $160 at Hobby Lobby the other day on pure impulse. And I'm like, oh, shit. What do you spend your money at a Hobby Hobby Lobby's pretty cheap. What I are you buying? Ink. Oh, ink, okay. canvases, drawing shit. Because I fucking, I throw my fucking ink bottles. I already am through a bottle of ink that I just bought and everything. I just fucking throw it at the fucking canvas and call it done. You know, that's fun. But that's part of the um, mania that I didn't know and until it got brought up to me. I'm like, oh, okay, I see that makes sense. Fucking weird ass shit's in fucking mania, bro. Fuck. Yeah. It's like a trip. It's exhausting. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking exhausting. I'm just like, it's like, so you guys are fucking tired of me. Guess what? I am tired of me too. I'm tired of fucking hearing my own damn voice. I'm tired of this false friendship. It's like, I'm going to stop it. No, I can't really stop anything about this. I'm just going to keep going, I guess. I don't, I don't ever get, there's, there's not one day where I get tired of, of Nashi the way you act. <laughs> you don't like, live with me. <laughs> that, well, I'm I don't live with you, but like I can see your sisters. I think I get tired of my sister. I get tired of my wife all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> I think anybody that lives with each other gets <laughs> gets tired of each other. But I just you're you're. I mean, this is why you, I think you would have a great podcast is because you're just such an interesting person, right? Thank you. Hell yeah, uh, I'm entertaining. Fuck those, fuck those people that don't <laughs> that get tired of you outside your house. Yeah. All your family inside the house, I understand why they yeah. would get tired. So live with me. So. <laughs> but there's a certain person in particular in my head who used to tell me, Nosh, you're too much. Guess what? Fuck you. You're lucky I don't give your name out. <laughs> Fucker. I could easily. I very well could. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's up. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but the, so what's what's the plans for next week? For next week, as far as like tattooing goes, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I have a couple appointments already or anything. I don't have anything like super booked out yet, so I'm actually really happy about that. It means I still have some opportunity for cool shit. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's gonna keep fucking 
going to work and training and shit, getting ready for the fucking March and getting ready for May. I'm super excited about that. We could have fights. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't break down during bag work this week. So I'm proud of that. So normally up. I do. I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did. I fucking hate. That's a whole nother fucking thing about mental health. I'm fucking terrified of fucking like vomiting. Like I get panic attacks thinking about vomiting. I'm like, oh fuck, it's going to happen. God, I hate that shit. That's like a whole phobia shit. Phobias are really interesting though too and everything. Phobias are like are like a whole nother subsect of mental health, you know. And fucking just like I used to have a lot more and everything, but a couple of them that still stick. As a tattoo artist, you wouldn't think I'm terrified of fucking needles. I am terrified of fucking needles. Ask me to get a fucking flu shot. I'm going to cry like a fucking baby. I guarantee that. Fuck that. You know, but needles, vomit. Ugh, God. And, well, it's one time we were running that, and fucking like Eric fucking threw up and I'm like, oh God. That's the worst. Hmm? That's vomit, huh? Yeah, that's, that's uh, the, the phobia of the phobia no. of vomiting. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think coach had I don't think coach knew knows that you're you're you have a phobia of vomiting. I hear it. Oh. No. <laughs> Please don't hear it. No, I don't even hear it. God oh. damn, I thought about fucking Eric throwing up and I heard it. <laughs> damn it. Okay. That's a whole nother subsect though, is phobias. They're a hard one to work with. Do you want to know how to overcome it? No. Okay. I don't okay. want to because it means like, I know how to overcome it. It means like subjecting myself to that shit. And it's like, fuck that. I don't want to throw up, man. No, no. But there, that is a way to get over certain phobias is exposure therapy kind of things. You know, things that you do not. I no, swear. No, that's <laughs> exactly what it says. It says exposure therapy. I was going to say, if you have a fucking picture of somebody. No, I'm not. I wouldn't do that to you. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But yeah, it's like, like exposure therapy to it. And so it's kind of like that whole thought just makes me very upset. And I'm just like, I don't need that. How do you how do you know about all like the you're so I wonder if if people in men that have mental health disorders or, or whatever, whatever I've, I you said something what it's called. Conditions. Conditions. Yeah. I wonder if they're as be able to learn as much as you do because you know a lot of things i do yeah i took a couple years i took like a couple years of psych over there at the college and everything and i do a lot of my own research too because i just think it's fucking interesting as shit i want to know how fucking things work like at the gym why i'm always asking why why is this that why is this that and i'm just kind of like because i want to know why is my mental health so fucked up let me figure it out you know so i don't know though i don't know if there's like a lot of people who are also interested in it as far as to you know pick apart their brain like a fucking jigsaw puzzle you know uh, I don't know. I'm still fucking just like cringing over the thought of vomit. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then, and then you look at my fucking my 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 body language and everything like that. I'm very defensive right now. My arms are crossed. That's another class I took as fucking communications. My arms are crossed. I'm very not comfortable. No, but I think we're. I mean, we've already talked for an hour. Yeah. I think that uh, over time we're gonna figure this thing out. And yeah. Like, we Definitely. got the background and your hell yeah tattoo but i think we need to next time we'll have more i think we're figuring out how, where where we both where you want to go with this podcast yeah. and the more you more you talk i think you'll figure out like what kind of things you want to talk about yeah definitely and i got a I got a better picture of your your mind and this one than the last one thank you you nashi i didn't i didn't know that you were this uh it, it it sucks because I, I love that you're doing this and love that you're open to doing this podcast yeah, definitely. because like I want people to be open too and that's why I am. Yeah. You know. Lead by example. But you when I first met you, I was like, Man, this girl's like Weird. <laughs> weird, you know? And the fact that you're doing this podcast, yeah. like it's like, fucking awesome, dude. Hell yeah, I'm down. Fuck, you know. Yeah, uh Nashi, that's the end of episode two. Yay, I'm down. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm hungry. What do you have to? <laughs> we okay. I gotta tell you, like, okay, so we, like we're gonna start doing it where like you just talk about like you, sooner or later, like you're just gonna go into this. You're gonna yeah. sit down and you're just gonna talk. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And you get like a note card kind of thing. <laughs> like, fucking throw it. Up. I'm gonna get them fucking decorated like fucking a deck of cards. Be fucking cool as shit. Like, hey guys, look what I got, kind of thing. You yeah. know, fucking. I want to get like a clown hat and everything. Like, not a clown. Fuck that. I was thinking more like the anime dude with the fucking pink hair. The fucking He's a bitch though, so because <laughs> it'd be cool though. But so. I think we should just always do like in order. Yeah. You're you're weak. Yeah. You're tattooing. You're you're fighting. 
and how your mental health is. Okay. And then we just move on to that. And then we go into the, to the, uh, what do they call the segments that we have? Okay. So I think that that'd be pretty cool, but dude, awesome job. Thank you. I love it. Thank uh, you. Hell the yeah. floor is yours. What, I mean, end it. This is how we'll end it every single time. So you just, I don't know how to end it. You end it. Uh, Nick Mac Patty Wax. See you guys next time. <laughs> you know, I mean, where, I what know. do people follow you? Oh, what, how do people? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> okay. like fucking, I don't know. I don't got no fucking catchphrase or shit. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, nasty.nashi. Um, I'm on Facebook too, Nashi Ramirez. Uh, it's really my only place to hit me up. You know, you hit me up at the shop too, Nasty Tattoos over there at Five by Five Ice Street. Crush it from Bank of America. Hit me up for tattoos. Get something done. See you guys later. Bye.